I'm Emily P. Freeman, and welcome to The Next Right Thing. You're listening to episode 47. If this is your first time listening in, the format for these episodes has been a little bit different than normal. I've been starting by reading a portion of scripture and then offering a short reflection. This is part of my eight-week series that we're doing this summer. This is week seven. In the fall, we'll pick back up with our regular episodes, but for now, we're slowing it down a bit. I'm hoping to create just a little collection of moments that you can return to that will help you create some space for your own soul to breathe so that you can discern your next right thing in love. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Emily P. Freeman or online at emilypfreeman.com. For now, I want to invite you to settle in for the next few moments and receive these words from Romans 6. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Romans 6, 4-5 This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. As we follow the steps of Jesus, slipping away for a few still moments with our Father, we bring with us not only our own burdens, but also the burdens of those we love. Most of us know when someone is hurting, they don't need a fixer. But when the hurting person sits in our living room, or comes to our doorstep, or calls us on the phone carrying grief and questions, we long to be the one with just the right word, advice, or comfort. We were made in God's image and carry His compassion within us, but that compassion can twist into obsession, not with the hurting person, but with ourselves. In a strange transference, we can feel self-aware and inadequate, and without our realizing it or willing it to be, the pain of another transforms into insecurity in ourselves. When people are struggling, simply being with them doesn't feel like enough. Our bodies are made to move, our minds created to think and solve, our hands long to reach out and to do something, but our spirits are made to receive. And when we hear the pain of someone else, the spirit is the place from where we must comfort. Often this comfort looks small, sounds quiet, and feels like nothing to us. But to the hurting person, this small, quiet nothing might be just what they need. Christ came so that we might share in his resurrection life, but first, he invites us into a co-suffering relationship. This means death, and for us in this, death means releasing our right to have an answer and giving up our desire to be the hero. Today, with those who are hurting around us, death means being willing to walk with them, sit with them, be with them in silence. It means being willing not to know. It means respecting their grief enough to hush. 
It means refusing to dissect the mystery of another, but remaining present in holy curiosity over their experience. It means listening without an agenda. As we recognize the death of our old way, we'll begin to see evidence of His resurrection life. For if we have become united with Him in the likeness of His death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of His resurrection. May our friend Jesus be your wisdom when you are with others as He gently leads you to your next right thing in love.